Hello and welcome to this episode of the Oasis Church podcast, featuring a talk from Bringing Life, our series exploring the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Together, we see how Joseph is someone who brings life to those around him, even in some tough situations. How his story points forward to Jesus, the ultimate life bringer, and how the invitation for each of us is to be those who bring life in whatever circumstances we find ourselves. Ready? Here we go. So Jacob set out for Egypt with all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father, the voice said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I will go down with you to Egypt and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives into the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters and all his descendants. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and get directions to the region of Goshen. And when they finally arrived there, Joseph prepared his chariot and travelled to Goshen to meet his father, Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. And finally, Jacob said to Joseph, Now I'm ready to die, since I've seen your face again, and I know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, My brothers and my father's entire family have come back to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds and they raise livestock. They have brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. Then he said, when Pharaoh calls for you and asks about your occupation, you must tell him, we, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives, as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. Hi friends, it is so, so good to be back with you. As you can see, I'm actually sat at South Street now, which is a good sign because it means that my back is healing up, which feels good, and it feels good to be sat here. Um, My hope is, as always, uh, that something of what I share now um, speaks life into your personal story that you're living with at the moment, and that as it speaks life into you, my hope is it will then speak, cause you to be able to be empowered to speak life into others. I want to kind of look at this part of the story of Joseph that uh, Hope has so excellently read out for us. Uh, as What it does is it kind of zooms in on an intimate family relationship between Joseph and his father, Jacob. And what we discover is as it zooms in on Jacob, actually Joseph brings life to his father. And what I want us to see is that how Joseph brings life to his father is by bringing hope, a hope that restores Jacob. And and that's what I want to look at today, that I want us to look and examine a hope that restores. 
as I believe that God is longing to do this for you and for me at the moment. I believe God wants to use this story of where hope comes to Jacob to cause each and every one of us to know hope coming to us, wherever we're sat uh, or laid out, just like listening to this moment. Maybe it's live now or maybe it's on demand in a different point. Um, is that I believe God wants to break in and bring hope. See, hope is one of those things that can feel a bit like out there, but actually it's very concrete. And I love how Desmond Tutu describes hope as he says this, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. See, I believe God wants to break into our lives in order that we'd understand that however dark it is, however dark it can feel, however dark it seems, that light is able to break in. That we will get to see, maybe it's just pinbricks of light at the moment. Maybe for others of us, it's going to be a rush and an illumination of light. But I want us to be able to see that light that's breaking into the darkness because the truth is, hope is needed. See, hope is needed. You see it in the story. See, Jacob was one who needed hope. See, at the very beginning of the story of Joseph, we discover when Jacob is told about Joseph's death in Genesis 37, 35, he responds like this. It says, his family all tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say. And then he would weep. You see, the announcement, the news that Joseph had died, given by Joseph's brothers to his father, just caused something to die within Jacob. It caused as though like his world just closed in on him. It caused him to, to not be able to see a future, to only see and savor kind of despair. To only see a future where actually it was just going to be characterized by weeping, and mourning, and eventually death. It didn't seem to be anything to live for anymore. Hope was needed. You see, I think the moment we're living in at the moment, like Jacob, has caused us, because of this pandemic, to feel like our worlds have closed in on us. That can feel like sometimes that... Um, the future seems so uncertain, we, we can't quite see, it. what's it going to look like? Is it going to be something worth living for? That we can look at the world around us when we take those moments of trying to make sure that the world doesn't feel like it's closing in, it isn't getting smaller and smaller, and have these moments where we look at the world around and, I don't know, look at the news or social media, and as we look at that, it just seems like it's bleak and dark. Like, you just have to see this last week something that Alice has already spoken of, and look at the news, look at social media, and, and just feel like it just seems dark. And it's these moments where it, it feels uncertain, where it feels like our world's closing in, when it feels like it's so dark, that I believe we have to acknowledge that we just need hope. Surely this isn't the end of the story. Because if we begin to feel like it is, it's at those moments that actually despair starts to set in. We start to wonder, what is there to live for? And I believe just as for Jacob, 
hope broke in, that for us, the desire is hope is to break in. See, where we need hope, hope comes. See, hope came to Jacob through the announcement that Joseph wasn't dead, that he was alive. Like, Jacob in that moment, it like changed everything for him. The, the knowledge that his son that he thought was dead was now alive brought him hope. And you see it pictured in this moment where Joseph and Jacob kind of meet together. And in that moment, you find Jacob announced, I, I finally know peace. It's like hope had come. <laughs> like for us, hope comes. Hope comes in the announcement that Jesus is alive. You see, Jesus' resurrection promises that hope comes to you and to me. See, when Jesus died on a cross, it was surrounded, covered by darkness. <laughs> it was as though darkness seemed as though it had won, that darkness was forever going to fill the earth. But three days later, when Jesus rose from the dead, it was the announcement that no, darkness doesn't win. Jesus' light will always break in. And Jesus' resurrection promises he will always have the final say. See, Jesus' resurrection promises that however dark it is, however dark it appears, however dark it seems, hope has come. Jesus' light will break in. And you see, as that hope comes, as hope came to Jacob, as hope is going to come to us, it comes to impact us, it comes to shape our lives. <coughs> you see, what we discover for Jacob is that he is embraced by hope. I love how in the moment where Joseph and Jacob are finally reunited, there are no words spoken. Like It describes like this in Genesis 46, verse 29. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Like, how many words could have been spoken like, Joseph could have said, man, you've got to hear everything that's been going on over the last few couple of decades. Like, giving his dad an ability to just say, man, how I've missed you. And yet what happens isn't words. It's an embrace. An embrace of hope. Where Joseph embraces his father and weeps brings that sense of understanding, that sense of his comfort. And, and in it, it just, it changes Jacob. That moment of embrace that causes him to know that he's understood that there's comfort. See, I believe in the same way Jesus wants to come to you and to me and embrace us. To embrace us in this moment with the wonder of who he is, to embrace us as he comes by the presence of the Holy Spirit in order that we'd know that he's with us, in order that we'd know that he understands. He comes and weeps with us. He comes and holds us, holds us in a way that allows us to know his deep comfort. 
See, what we discover is hope comes, hope embraces, but also hope points to a future. There is future hope. See, for Jacob, we discover it in verses 3 to 4, where God breaks in and says, look, you going to Egypt is part of my plan. There's hope for the future. Actually, I'm going to, in this place, cause you to become a nation, as I've promised you. You as a family will become a nation. That I will be with you in this place, and I will take you out of that place and bring you back to the land that I've promised. See, hope speaks of future. A future for Jacob. It wasn't the end. There was more to come. Best was yet to be. And in the same way, hope comes to speak to you and I in terms of our future. That Jesus' resurrection promises a future. A future where Jesus has the final say. Jesus has the final word that his light will break out and fill this earth with his love and goodness and mercy and kindness and righteousness. See, in these moments where it can feel like the world is closing in, where it can feel like it's just dark, that as hope comes, as we know that embrace of hope through Jesus, this also to allow us to see our sights focused on the future that he promises. See, if I'm honest, I, I find it hard sometimes. I find that as things close in, I find it harder to see like, like what is to come. And it's at those moments I have to fight and, and get to the very end of the book, the Bible, where in Revelation 21, 22, at the first part of 21, first part of 22, it paints this vivid picture of the future hope that each and every one of us have, of what it looks like when Jesus breaks in, where his light fills the whole of the earth. And we're told it's a place where there's no more injustice, no more pain, no more mourning, no more suffering, no more death. A place where God dwells with us, where we belong, where we're unified. No disunity. A place where it's always light, where there is always rest. A place where the gates of the city, we're told, are always open. Why? Because it's always safe. Jesus gets the final say. You see, he says, one day there will not need to be a text, have you got home? Because everyone knows they have See, it's so important in these moments of darkness that we get to see there is a future of hope. Jesus gets the final say. But you see, that hope for the future then breaks in for the hope for the now. You see, for Jacob, Joseph kind of says, come and share in everything of the home that I've created here in Egypt. And he provides a place for Jacob and the family to thrive in. And in the same way, Jesus comes to you and I and provides a home in him. A home where we, in him, can thrive. Where we can know that actually through who he is and how he's characterized, it now characterizes us in order that we can know lives that are flooded with his love and goodness, his peace, his kindness, his wholeness. Jesus wants you and I to know that hope now. You see, this hope that's being spoken of, this hope that Jacob gets to experience, this hope that's being spoken of for us through Jesus' resurrection is then wanting for us to be experiencing it because it's a hope that restores. 
Like Jacob was changed. Despair went. Bitterness gone. Weeping over. Peace came. Hope restored him. And the same is true for you and I, that God is wanting to break in and bring restoration to you and to me. He wants to come and cause us to know that deep sense of the hope that is there in Jesus, that light is breaking in. Maybe it's a pinprick. Maybe it's being fully illuminated, but light is breaking in because of what Jesus has done, because Jesus is going to restore us through his hope, a hope that he's coming to embrace us in this very moment, a hope that paints a different picture for the future where we get to know he gets the final word A hope for the now where we get to inhabit the home that he has given us in himself. And you see, as we get to know that hope, we then get to share it. Share it with others around that we get to, through the way we speak, the way we act, get to say, actually, no, there is hope. That actually what we know is a hope for the future, we get to work for now. Knowing that Jesus is wanting his light to break out continuously, more and more, every day. I'd be encouraging us over this coming week in our small groups, why don't we spend time looking at how can we be those that are bringing and sharing hope to the individuals that make up the world around us. And for this moment, I believe God wants to come and meet with you and meet with me with his hope. A hope that is found in the risen Jesus. And so what we're going to do is we're going to respond in a moment. I'm going to hand back to Rod and the band, and they're going to lead us in a song that will enable us to respond. And then as we respond, as we open our hearts up to God, I want to then get to a moment of just inviting us to receive afresh from God, who's longing to meet with you and with me where we need hope, with the hope that he comes to rush and bring. Just in this place then, I just want to encourage us to maybe just close our eyes for a moment and just simply ask ourselves the question, are we just in need of hope at the moment? I'll let you into a secret. I I am. Like as I've prepared this week, as in the backdrop of all that's gone on, I, I just found myself just keep coming back. Jesus, I just need the hope only you can provide. In a moment, I want to pray for us. But before we get there, I just want us to do something. And it's going to be a brave thing, to be honest. As um, if we're in the room together, I'd, maybe at this point I'd be saying, like, like, maybe you want to put your hand up. or Maybe you need to come forward just to say, I just need hope. But like, what I want us to do, because we're not in the room together, I just want to use the chat. And maybe it's the first time you've ever put something on the chat. Maybe you've done it before. But on the chat, I just simply want you to write, I need your hope. Jesus. Like if you're someone who's just sat there thinking, man, I I need hope. I think let's just come then and say, I need your hope, Jesus. And it's going to give you a moment to respond, to type that in. And it'll take a moment for me to be able to see them, but that's okay. 
just encourage you now, just type that in. And after you've done that, I then want to just pray for us where we are. It's good, isn't it? That moment of just saying, like, I need your hope. And suddenly seeing there's like a load of other people who do as well. And we're not alone. We're not alone. And Jesus knows that. And just where we've typed in, I need your hope. I just want to encourage us now, just where we are, just, why don't we just close our eyes again? And maybe it's put your hands out as though you're wanting to receive. So now maybe you're putting them wide as though you're saying, like, if I was in the room and I'm just coming to hug you, you'd like, not be like your arms crossed. You'd be like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in for the hug. As I believe Jesus wants to come and embrace you and embrace me. I'm just going to pray for us. Jesus, I pray would you come now by your Holy Spirit. And would you come and embrace us. Embrace us with the hope that only you can bring. With your comfort, with your tears, with your love. Pray, Jesus, for those of us where it just feels like it's got very, very dark. It's like it feels it is. I pray would you just allow us now to just know your embrace that reminds us that we're not alone, that you know, you see, you understand. Spirit, I pray as you meet with us. Pray, come, cause us to know your comfort. And I pray as you cause us to know your embrace, I pray would you cause our gaze to then be lifted to you, Jesus. To see you speaking over us again. I have the final say. Just pray, Jesus, that you'd cause the words we've just sung to go deeper and deeper in our hearts, that this is not the end. That, Jesus, you will work things through to your right purpose. That you will cause this world to be filled with your goodness, your love, your righteousness and justice. And I pray, Jesus, that as we know that hope, deeper and deeper to the core of our being. I pray, Jesus, we be then those that are sharers of that hope. I pray as we turn back into song, I pray it would be as though, Spirit, in your embrace, we'd know you going with us, that as we look outside, we suddenly realize that we're those now that are bringing that light of hope to individuals, to people around. I pray even now, drop individuals' names into our hearts, 
that we're going to be speaking to, dropping texts to, um, praying for, because we know that we're those that are there to share the hope that we started to taste now. And I pray for some of us, I pray that we wouldn't rush away from this place, that we'd know that that invitation to the embrace of your hope is daily. It's daily that you're wanting to come and meet with us, to embrace us with more and more and more of the hope that you long to cause us to live with, to be characterized by. So Jesus, we just turn back to you and just say, the kingdom is yours. The kingdom is yours. Back to Rod in the band.